What is your podcast called? Talking Texas Forever. Talking Texas Forever. I love it. That's Thank you. I'm new. I've never seen the show. Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. We're discussing season three, episode three, How the Other Half Lives, original air date, October 15th, 2008, written by Patrick Massett, John Zinman, and directed by Dean White. So the summary and the four words I gave you, Angle, Offer, Ribs, and Nemo. <laughs> Makes sense now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eric continues to feel frustrated by the town of Dylan while Tammy befriends Katie McCoy. Julie and Matt connect again. Tim and Billy work on a money-making scheme while Lila is yet again let down by Tim. Yeah, she is. Is Tim still swoon-worthy for you this season? Or has it gone down a little bit? No. He still is? I haven't. It hasn't changed for me. Okay. Just checking. For it. you? Like it's, no, no. I still have the hots for Tim Riggins. Okay. But I wanted <laughs> I wanted to take a temperature check and see how we were doing with him. You know, it's good to check in how our crush is We're doing, is doing good. We're doing good. All right. So we open with the Riggins, Lila and the Colettes. They're all out to dinner. And we see Billy struggling to pay for everything. And he is very quickly running out of money. So on their way home, Billy informs Tim of his new business ventures because he needs to make ends meet and prepare for this upcoming wedding. So we come to find out that this week's venture involves stealing copper wire and he asks Tim to help him. And Tim reluctantly agrees to, but he tells Billy like, listen, I know you want me to help you, but I have to be done by 8 p.m. to go to the team barbecue. So they get to the site, they load up the truck, And then Billy gets greedy and wants to take more because Billy needs more money. And of course, Tim tries to put up a fight, but of course he wants to help his older brother. They load the truck up and he ends up standing standing up Lila and missing the team barbecue. So what do you think of this whole Riggins deal? Well, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Do you understand it though? You understand it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely understand it. It's... I wanted Billy to be better, and then Billy brings down the brother. It was very reminiscent of the OC for me here. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, while we have compared Tim and Ryan, obviously they're not the same, but they have some similar background and qualities. It is. Uh, it was really heartbreaking for me to watch, and I was disappointed, like, like I said. Um, but... You know, it is what it is. Billy needs the money. He apparently can't get another job that will pay him any money. I know. I was thinking about this, too. I mean, we'll see what happens with Billy, but there's got to be other options. This just maybe is the easier way, but it's not easy at all. Maybe there's like more money in this than if you were to get whatever. He was doing work when we first met him. Whatever that was, I don't remember. But then I I remember him being like, yeah, I got let off or I they fired me or I quit. So um, it's unfortunate to, to watch that and to watch them struggle so much. 
and uh like weddings even in dylan not cheap <laughs> not cheap at all so i get it's like it. your girl can relate your girl can i relate. can relate but just to go back to you, because I was thinking the same thing about, oh, this reminds me of Ryan and Trey, but Billy's so much better than Trey. Oh, absolutely. And at least you feel for Billy. Like, I never really, I don't think I really felt for Trey. No. And I think we start out meeting Trey as though he is a criminal. Right. And with Billy, you think, okay, he's just maybe lazy, can't hold a job, but not a criminal even though now he is doing some illegal activity. Yeah. And then bringing his kid brother, who has so much potential, as we know every episode. Tim, you have so much wasted potential, and now Tim is getting involved in there, and therefore this is ruining a part of his now newfound relationship with the girl that he's been dying to be with. It's really bad. It is really bad. And Billy's like, you got to go to college and you got to show up for football. But Billy's like, you're enabling him not to. Right. Yeah. That's what really sucks about this. So Lila continues to try and help Tim with school. All he wants is for her to hang out with Billy and the Klutz later on that night. So Lila's hesitant because Mindy and Angela hate her. Mm. (laughs) So she thinks. Well, she's not wrong. I know. Right. So later (laughs) that evening, they arrive at the Riggins house and they have beer. Angela automatically snubs Lila when Lila tries to give her a beer. And Mindy says, I have my vows and I want to recite them so everyone can hear. And as she says them, everyone thinks it's beautiful, but only Lila notices that they are from Finding Nemo. (laughs) I love it. And she laughs and thinks it's a joke when it very much was not a joke. Yeah. I mean, she she had no chance here. She really didn't. Ooh. And so then Mindy and Angela get so upset by this, they storm out along with Tyra. It was very funny. I but I, I did feel badly for Lila. They are not accepting of her when it seems as though Tyra, who had probably the biggest problem with her, is just really more accepting than the other two. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And I feel like they could just give her the benefit of the doubt because she is in their life right now. Tim and Lila are a couple and therefore going to be around a lot. Being that Billy and Mindy are getting married. So they will be there a lot. And this is going to, they're going to have to coexist a lot. So I was like a little hurt and surprised that um, Angela immediately snubbed Lila about the beer. Well, you know, Buddy and Angela had an affair. I remember. I remember. And then Buddy (laughs) broke it off with her and just gave her going around town money. I forgot the term he used. Uh, Yes. He said, uh, what did he say? It was like. It was like, you remember what that part was. Walking around money or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I think they just don't like the Garrities. Yeah. Um, I know that scene where. Tim is is talking to Billy and so he's outside while the girls are like ganging up on Lila and so then Lila is like thanks so much Tim and she leaves and he's like don't leave and she's like I'm good I'm gonna go yeah so yeah yeah, he wasn't there to buffer it or support her no sucks yeah it sucks 
So this big barbecue we're talking about, Tammy is planning it. It's the annual barbecue, which I was so impressed last week when you guessed this. It like it was <laughs> it was like buried, and you remembered it from season one. Yeah. I was like, wow. Ribs. My girl. My girl. Yeah. So she's doing all the work as always and doesn't want the party at their house. And Coach is so distracted and he understands and he thanks her for doing it this year and kind of butters her up. And he says, next year, we don't have to do it at our house. So Tammy heads to pick up the ribs at the grocery store and has issues with the butcher. And she meets Katie McCoy, which Mm. at first is right, which at first they have kind of a rough start, but she ultimately tells her she wants to get involved with academics and she has money to spend and she likes to get people to spend their money. And then she says, hey, I can host the barbecue at my house. So Tammy gets home. She's super excited. She just met Katie. She fills Eric in and he's not happy because of his pride and he doesn't want the scrutiny of the town around him to be now brought into the house and judging him for this. And also the players can feel a comfort that the tailors are a place where they can go and he doesn't feel right hosting it otherwise and elsewhere. Agreed though. Agree with Eric or agree with Tammy? No, agreed with Eric. Um, Yeah. I feel as though he knows, he knows parents better than Tammy knows parents, or I should say football kids parents he knows exactly what they're after they're whatever the bribe is whatever the bargain's going to be the whatever is going to get their son ahead in football they're going to do and so coach knows this but tammy was kind of caught off guard and all she heard was dollar signs and oh yes now i don't have to host at my house and eric told me it was okay that we don't host at the house because next year we don't have to do it so I think it would probably would have been best if she would have asked him first. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah. best, should we go over to the McCoys? And he would have immediately said no. And we would have had this all handled. But then again, they probably would have fought over that too. Tammy would have said, well, this is a better situation and we'll be able to, you know, relax and people won't scrutinize us in our own home. And it still would have been something that would have blown up, but at least... They would have discussed it prior. Yeah. Well, we've we've keep seeing it. I mean, this is the third episode of season three. Like these two are not communicating. They're very distracted with their own issues. Mike wants to know: Will Tammy and JD's mom, Katie, become friends? Um, I think temporarily. I don't think this is like a like end end game type friendship relationship. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna like be at the end of the show buddy buddy and at each other's kids weddings like I don't think that's gonna happen but um for the time being at least for the next maybe few episodes I think this is gonna be a struggle between Tammy and coach where Tammy thinks it's okay and at least I have one person on my side and she's very powerful and she's got lots of money so it would be helpful and beneficial for her in her argument of saying well I just need money for the school and not for football, and maybe this will ruffle some feathers between Kate, Katie, Katie, and JD's dad. So maybe Joe. it would be like yeah. women against men, football against academics. 
But no, I don't think this is like a long-term friendship. I think whenever they decide to leave, whenever that is, I don't know if that's after season three, if that's in the middle of season three. Hey, I mean, JD could stay for the entirety of the rest of the show, but I don't think they'll be friends. I think it's just a thing for now. So we arrive at the McCoy's house and it's huge huge so big so big it's ridiculous right and they have valet parking which coach refuses refuses to take part in this so we get pockets of the party from different perspectives we have coach sticks to himself in the beginning tammy's pulled in by katie and the women lila is hearing stories about tim and matt and julie are off together and matt continues to rant to julie and then they go into jd's shrine it seems all his trophies are out and we see JD walk in and kind of put them in their place but also join in on the whole joke of it yes but also maybe a little bit embarrassed and hurt that they were talking shit about him yeah Uh, yeah so I think he was probably like, oh, they're talking about me behind my back. I'm right there. Let me say something to kind of butt in, but also pointing fun of how ridiculous my little league trophy that everyone gets shrine, you know, on the shrine is. But also like a little bit like I'm a little upset that you were making fun of me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because he makes the joke of, oh, my diaper is also bronzed. Do you want to see it? And we see that Matt is frustrated because earlier we see him in the in the cafeteria with Landry and Landry's just going over JD's stats and he's like, Matt, we got to get you an angle. We got to we got to like pitch you so you can remain the main, you know, QB one. And Matt's getting frustrated about hearing about it. And I can only imagine like your confidence is already so low and coach is trying to keep reminding you that, no, you're my quarterback, you're my quarterback, which we'll get to how this all goes down but uh I felt for Matt in this episode yeah I think he is very much over it very much um tired and as we always say has so much going on in his life so much on his plate that this is like the last thing he really wants to have to worry about because it's so important to him to be QB number one And now the potential threat of a freshman coming in, playing, and taking his spot is very real. And he's like, I just don't have time for that right now. (laughs) I don't have time to worry about that. He's got, you know, the whole grandma situation, too. Yeah. So, he like, one thing should be easy, but it's not. And that's sad. It's really sad. Coach is playing pool by himself at the party and we have joe wade who's jd's coach who they flew in from dallas and buddy all approach eric about the arnett mead game now this is a big deal because the panthers have never beat arnett mead even when jason street was on the panthers they have never Mm -hmm. beat this team and so they're trying to get out from coach how they're going to go about the gameplay and is there possibility of putting jd in and coach says again He knows Matt Saracen. He knows how he plays. He plays well with the team. Doesn't know JD. So again, this leaves Coach frustrated. And after the game, we see him back at home with Tammy after the party. And they're making small talk. And Tammy, she's pleasantly surprised with the party. She's like, I can't believe how big their house was. And 
she's trying to make small talk and coach just says, which I told you last week, this line of he misses the coach's wife. And she says, I can't wait to meet the principal's husband. Touche. I loved it. Touche. Touche. I love that whole exchange. And I, but I did, um, I was on obviously coach's side when he left the room saying, I don't know JD. I know Matt. So please stop pressuring me. Just trust my judgment. I know what I'm doing here. After last week's news of Smash having a walk-on on on A&M, Corinna, she decides she's going to take a second job to pay for his college. Meanwhile, at the Alamo Free, Smash gets offered a higher position. And so the company is expanding. They need a regional manager when this comes with a $10,000 raise, a company car. This is me picturing myself working at Cold Stone at 19 years old and them telling me, you'll get a $10,000 increase, pay increase. Like what I make by the hour. What are you talking about? <laughs> and a company car. And a company car. What? Well, I uh, guess if, you, if he's a regional manager, he'd have to travel to different locations, right? This, is, this sticks with Smash because he already doesn't like the idea that his mom has to get a second job. And then he hears this and he's like, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to take this. So he expresses to his mom that he's going to take this job. And she goes, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You will go to college. You will play football and I will support you. This was the best damn scene of the whole episode. Can you agree? Absolutely. Yes. Were you crying? Because I was crying. Of course. You know what I even love? I just love something about her is so cozy to me. Even I I know she's a hard ass, but she's like a great mother. And then when she walks in with the groceries and she's like, Miss Noni, you better get up off your butt and help me unpack. And I was just like, I just love this woman. I love her. She is just perfection in a, she's just perfection. She is. And so I was really surprised. No, I wasn't surprised. I shouldn't say that, but the fact that Smash, just solely based on the income, was not even going to go to college anymore just to make some extra money, to, I guess, to help his family out. And then he says to his mother, OK, well, I'm going to pay you back. And she's like, absolutely, you are yeah. when you are done with your school and when you become a, something of yourself. Yes, you can pay me back. It was just yeah. really good. It was so good. <laughs> so I, know. I know. Emotions. I know. Whenever we have family Williams scenes, it just like the best. kills me. The it best kills me. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, Corinna, you're the best. And when she puts her glasses back on, she's like, you will pay me back. You absolutely will. And I actually want to see you play football. Yeah, I love it. All right, so we get to Friday's game, and at first we see some really great plays from Matt and for Tim. But in the yeah. last two minutes of the game, we think Matt is going to make this touchdown. And while he does, he lost control of the ball. He loses grip. And Arnett Mead wins. This is so fucking devastating. It's because they were actually really close. It wasn't I like know. they were beating them by a long It was a long shot for them to win. No, it was so close. And Matt needed this so bad. He needed a and, win so bad. And I mean, the Panthers and coach did too, but Matt really needed it and we saw throughout the game coach and Matt talk and he's like do you have another one in you you've got this and I'm like all right we're doing really good and then just lost grip this broke me it It truly broke me and uh, the entire town is in an uproar 
yet again because now they are losers and nobody is happy about this because as we know, I don't have to tell you, this is the main focus of the entire town. So if they're going to lose, people are going to shit on you and they're going to put for sale signs at your house. I was shocked. I was like, oh, oh, I thought this was not their house. I was like, what is happening? And then I'm realizing, oh my God, the town put for sale for sale signs saying like, Taylors, you need to get out because you're not doing us justice here. Yeah. So that was how the episode ended when Coach and Tammy go home and they have for sale signs all over the lawn. Yikes. And we have this beautiful scene. No words are said, but, you know, Tammy consoles him, tells him to come back in the house motions for him sits down with him and just puts her head on his shoulder you know like I'm gonna comfort you right now here I am as the coach's wife it was very very heartfelt and you can tell he is beyond devastation like of course he's like what do I do here I am at a loss and I can't seem to get a win yeah uh to go back to the game though Mike asks an interesting question that I didn't even think about but He asks, when the other team kept going after Matt, did you think JD's dad paid the other team to constantly tackle Matt so JD would get a chance to play? I didn't even think about that. Same. Uh, Do I think JD's dad is real dirty? From what I can tell about him as of right now, I don't think so. But hey, he might prove me wrong. (laughs) later down the line but no I don't think he is that malicious where he would pay these people to solely go and try and beat Matt down for whatever they have left uh but if JD is that good it will show in his like I feel like that's like the essence of a true like competitive person like if if you see how well I am doing and I strive then therefore that should be enough to not have to play dirty. But I don't know. I don't know JD and his dad, Joe, all that well. So they could very well have done that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was like, wow. Hmm. But I agree with you. I don't I don't think so. Because we okay. still want the Panthers to win. Right. He wouldn't have wanted them to lose. Right. Uh, after the game, though, after everyone leaves, Matt kind of stays back waiting for the crowd to exit. Julie waits for him and they go hang out and they talk and she says, we can talk about anything but football. And I don't know if you heard it, but he kind of mumbled, oh, they made me employee of the month at Alamo Freeze. Yes, I did hear it. I did hear that and I chuckled. (laughs) Sweet Matt. Vic wants to know, how do you feel about Matt and Julie hanging out again? I feel... um. I feel indifferent about it. I feel as though I will root for them, I guess, if they decide that this is what they're pursuing. It looks like that's where we're going. And I would have rooted for them individually if they decided that's not where they were going either. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way you do. Obviously, I know what happens, but I'm just enjoying the ride right now. Yeah. And I want to see a slow build. You know how I was about all those relationships. I know. I love that, like, first season we're best friends or we're getting to be best friends. And then like fourth season, it's like, whoa, this is made into like this really strong romantic bond 
I know right. that's obviously, you know, wishful thinking on my part, but I'm happy seeing just the slow progression of them starting to become friends again, starting to like flirt a little bit and realize, yes, we did very well have very intense feelings for each other. It just wasn't the right time. So maybe right. it's right the right time now. Last but not least, let's talk about Tim and Lila. He tries to apologize to Lila and while he shows up at the house, Buddy stops him and is so angry. Earlier in the episode, Buddy continues to give his concerns to Lila about how he feels about Tim and how he doesn't want her to get hurt and how come you're going to this party alone and back in my day, the boy accompanied the girl and blah, blah, blah. But Lila, she tells her dad, yeah, go back inside. And she talks to Tim and says, do not make a fool out of me. I am doing everything to stick up for you and believe in you. And Tim says, I won't. And... We don't know if Tim will tell Lila what's going on. Do you think he will come clean? We we didn't see that exchange happen. I think he eventually will because there's this this can only go on for so long of them stealing copper pipes. Like it's not going to be a very uh lengthy job for them. I think you know, obviously it's illegal. <laughs> so right. they can't rely on this only for solely for their money. So I think eventually, yeah, he'll have to tell Lila. I liked actually all of the Tim and Lila scenes in this episode. I really enjoyed the library scene. Oh, adorable. I was studying, swooning. I was swooning for once uh, for them as a couple. I just thought it was very sweet. And I did like this scene as well at the end where she's like, don't make a fool of me. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what you should have said. Not like we're done. You know, you stood me up like she understands. Obviously, it had something to do with Billy. Then it was more important than heading to the dance. Like she's kind of past that. Like she knows he has other has other priorities in his life, which is very mature to realize that you're not the sole focus of someone's life, especially at 15, 16 or 17 years old. So I really enjoyed her telling him, you know, don't make a fool of me. I understand you have stuff going on, but like, don't let this affect my, my the, the, the perception of who I am and who I know I can be with in a relationship. And they do say girlfriend. He says girlfriend in this episode. Yes. So yes, they are does. official and they are kissing in front of people. Like it's, it's a full blow. It's a full thing. It's going on. It's happening. Like, yes, I enjoyed Tim and Lila in this episode as well. But did he get scrutiny for not attending the team function? This was for the team. Like this whole barbecue was for the Panthers to get ready and have, you know, the get together before the big game. I guess it doesn't matter because in the past, I feel like we would have seen him get in trouble by coach. Right. And I mean, maybe we just don't see it. Yeah. But also coach yeah. has now at this point a lot in his mind. And so maybe it was insignificant. I mean, it's it's Tim's senior year. Like this is it for him. This is the last time he's going to play Panther football. So if he missed out, then it's it's his own fault. And I don't I think, yeah. you know, he has to take responsibility for that. And Lila understands that, and I'm assuming Coach would also understand. He wouldn't be happy with it, but I think he would just be like, well, it's your own fault. I, I yeah. can't babysit you anymore. I can't hold your hand. Mike asks, is Billy done stealing, or will he do it again? Will he get caught? 
he should get caught. I don't want to see him in jail, but he should get caught. I don't think he will ever admit that his brother helped him because that's not the type of person that he is. He's not going to throw him under the bus. But I think he will probably do some time for this. Mm. <laughs> A little bit of time. I don't know about how much time. It's not like, you know, he killed someone. <laughs> um, but he might go away for like six months to a year. I don't know what the uh, the punishment is for the crime at this point. But I think there's a very big chance that he will go away. And then what's Tim going to do? Because he's going to be living by himself. And he's going to figure shit out there. Uh, so, yes, my prediction is Billy will get in trouble and he will do a little time. Yeah. But Tim will not. Okay. We'll see what happens. Will, he wants to know who has a better chance by end of season, Matt and Julie or Lila and Tim. Somebody asked this question this season. Are you sure it was this season? I don't think it was this season. Really? I think it was thought, last season. I thought I just asked this question. You asked who do we like better, Ty- Tyra and Tim or Lila oh. and Tim? Only because I just happened to listen to last week's episode. So I know that you asked me that last week. Oh, okay. Um, but if I had to predict who would end up together by the end of season three, I guess it would be, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. My heart wanted to tell me Matt and Julie, but I also think that if they're going to be going away to school type thing, maybe that wouldn't happen. You know, it, depending on if they get scholarships somewhere. If they don't decide to go to college, if they stay local, if they go away, if they move out of state, all those factors are going to play in if these couples will last. Part of me that feels like Tim's never leaving Dylan. He's never leaving Dylan. Whether he goes to a school in Dylan, a community college, a trade school type thing, there's a part of me that feels like he will stay there. Lila will go somewhere else. And then maybe down the line they could they, they, maybe they try the long distance. It doesn't work. Maybe she gets fed up with him because he doesn't want to do anything with his life. I can see that happening where she pushes him so far that he feels as though he can never live up to the expectation. And again, if Billy is in jail, maybe he'll feel like, well, I have to stay here in Dylan if Billy's in jail. My whole winded explanation is that I think if I had to put money on it, then Matt and Julie would probably be the ones to be together by the end of the season. Okay. And that's that. <laughs> End scene. End scene. Kate says, I think that Jason Street has been mentioned in every episode thus far for this season, but it's always in reference to his iconic status as QB1. <sighs> when, if ever, are we actually going to see him again and or find out what happened with his miracle baby? I know things about Jason so I know that we will see him again I just have no idea when this is like really annoying that we keep referencing him it's almost as though we are in season four and Jason is now gone and we keep referencing Jason but we don't actually you know it's like or it's just like it would have been if for some you know reason Jason something bad happened and he had passed from this accident. Right. And it's like, we're talking about Jason street as though like 
nobody touches Jason's tree. It's like we're talking about him in that context, but we're not actually seeing him. So it's really frustrating knowing that I know he's well and alive and having a potential child. So what is happening here? If we have we have 10 more episodes left, maybe in like three more episodes, we'll see him. And then maybe again, like the penultimate and the finale. And like, I think that's it. Soonish. She's just she's just smiling and nodding. I'm just her head. smiling. Soonish, soonish, he will come. Kate also asks, "Did you slash will you write your own wedding vows? When doing personalized vows, do you think it is better to share with your partner ahead of time or to be surprised on the big day?" Liz, have you and Randy made a decision about this yet? We haven't. Um, the officiant said that he obviously would do whatever we want he could read what we would like and he can we could read what we would want to say there's a part of me that feels like it's private and I know you feel this way because you guys did this as well but I feel like I could very well write him a two-page letter of my vows to him and nobody else has to hear it you know you're there to see us join our our love and our families and officially become a married couple because we love each other you should understand the gist of that and I think my officiant he already gave us a questionnaire so I filled out my portion Randy's filled out his portion we have to show it to him together so Randy and I will see what we have both said about each other and like the just the questions that we the answers we've had to the officiants questions so in a way we'll kind of build our own ceremony so that when I'm up there I will know pretty much everything that will be said so I can be kind of calm cool and collected and not have to be so anxious to actually read my vows out loud now this works for you but do you think that it's better to share with your partner ahead of time like I personally don't know how I feel about that I think it just depends on the couple I've now was an officiant to two weddings and both uh, couples read their vows to each other and it was incredibly sweet and incredibly emotional and I give a lot of props to Me and aunt, like you said, we exchanged our vows privately together and no one was around. That wasn't part of our ceremony. So I think there's a lot of leeway on how you can do it. I love that you gave it that your officiant has a questionnaire for you guys. Yeah, it was obviously in regards to what do you remember about the first time you met each other? How was your first date? What when did you realize that you loved each other? You know, what's something that you both share opinion wise? Just like you know, things that build us as a foundation that he will then read. So everyone will get the gist of like why they we love each other. I don't need right. to like actually tell you like, Randy, I love you. I'll be you through forever. X, Y, and Z. Because and, I feel like it's like a given. <laughs> right. And then it gives the officiant a little background about the two of you to build yeah. what they can say. Because they don't yeah. know you, right? So then they can learn. Yeah, it's so interesting how each couple does it yeah but we'll see I mean by by the end of this I might have said my own vows I don't know (laughs) true we'll see I don't know how it's gonna go yeah music in this episode we had Jean loves Jezebel hey Bell the Agrilites and Jonathan Rice quotes what do you have Liz I'm gonna laugh (sighs) buddy I don't give two farts about the booster's anxiety Eric Taylor I was 
like, yes, that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I Okay, so when that part happened, I heard it and I was like, wait, what? And I paused just to make sure I heard that correctly, mm-hmm. went back, read the title again. I also wrote down, don't eat those sad beans. I bought Marcello's. Tammy said that. <laughs> and because Coach is like, has the can of beans open and he's eating those sad beans. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) MVP and shittiest. Do you have yours? I do. Who's your MVP? I have Corinna, but with a blue ribbon for coach. Yes, that's what I had. Wow, that's crazy. So we had Corinna across the board, and then we had a vote for Julie as well for being there for Matt. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she was sweet in this episode. She was. Yeah. I will give her that. She was. Uh, who do you have for your shittiest? I have Billy, but Same. I couldn't really distinctly pick anyone that was shitty. I picked Billy for the fact that he's getting himself involved in illegal activity and then dragging his kid brother into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I had Billy as well. We had a vote we had votes for Tim, Buddy slash Joe, and also Billy. All right, Liz, with Panther Pride, how many shirts did you see or count? I I had three. Me too. I had three as well. Yeah, and we had a range between one and three that people counted and sent to us. So I think we're all in the right ballpark. Okay. Coach's Corner, what was your favorite moment? Um... The moment where Matt says, I don't know, J.D., I know Matt, and I'm going to stand up for Matt and not listen to all of you people. Yeah, that was mine as well. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was, I really, really loved how Coach believed in Matt in this episode and continues to and continues to just, well, now we'll see what happens moving forward, but uh, Mm. yeah, really sad, but just like trying to build up, it's like, you're my QB. I don't know, J.D. Like, don't worry about that he has this coach from Dallas. Like, don't worry about that. You're my quarterback. Right. Okay. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's go into a booster of the week list. Who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week, I have chosen... Chloe, our cutie pie, it was her birthday yesterday? Yep, the 6th. The 6th of November, so we wanted to wish her a very happy birthday. We just wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of our network. It's been quite a numerous amount of years now that you have supported us. We love when we get to see you on the Discord chat and when you're participating in, um, you know, just our patron events and things like that so just wanted to shout you out and say thank you for your support it does not go unnoticed thank you chloe all right Liz. which emoji should we pick for this episode should we do a fish or is that not like nemo oh i see (laughs) fish i'm like because it uh... might not look like nemo so maybe it wouldn't really make sense there's that copper wire there. I typed in earlier ribs. Is there ribs? I, there isn't. There's like a bunch of different kind of meats. Mm. Could we do better than this? We could. Is there a trophy? There is a trophy. All right. So send us a gold trophy 
This will stand for JD's all his awards, but really what it stands for is how good this podcast is and how much you love it and is the MVP of all podcasts. Yeah. Toot, toot, toot. There goes our horn. (laughs) But what we want you to do with this emoji, we want you to stick it in an Apple podcast review and rate us five stars if you haven't already. It means the world to us. It helps our show grow. And then you can become the Panther of the Week. We'll shout you out. We'll read your review on air and we'll post you on our stories. And like, who doesn't want that? Right? Yeah. You would, right, Liz? Wouldn't you want to be the Panther of the Week? Sure. It really just makes us happy and giddy. So please do so. And if you have already, thank you so much. We appreciate it. But we do have a Panther of the Week. This week's Panther is... Is Leah Michelle's future husband. (gasps) AKA, I'm sure that's Michael. (laughs) I'm thinking it has to be Mike as well. I'm thinking it has to be. Uh, Five stars. This podcast is a total Betty touchdown. Liz and Michelle truly make you feel like you are a part of their family. They love hearing questions and comments from listeners, which they incorporate in their podcast. This is one of the things I like best about them and sets them apart from other podcasts I've listened to. To me, it shows that they truly value their listeners and want to hear from them. Like the other shows Total Betty Podcast Network does, Liz and Michelle give their true and honest opinions about every episode and are not afraid to call out plots they don't like. If you're a fan of Friday Night Lights, especially a fan of Tim Riggins, then you will love this podcast. If you always wanted to watch Friday Night Lights, you will. Then this podcast is perfect for you. And also, Liz is a newbie. As someone who has seen the show, you can listen to Liz's predictions and laugh when she predicts something crazy. Or as a newbie, you can make predictions along with her. Either way, this is a podcast you don't want to miss. Keep up the good work, ladies, and keep the episodes coming. That Thank was you. Very sweet. Uh, Leah Michelle's future husband. Wow. Isn't Leah Thanks Michelle so married? Just saying. Yes. <laughs> I believe she is. And with child and has a child. And with child, yeah. But we'll There's, take the review. You know, here's hoping one day, right? Yeah, just for you, Mike. Thank you so much. That means the world. You're the Panther yes. of the Week. Thank you. Woohoo. All right, Liz. I'm gonna give you a look into next game's playbook. Episode four. Hello, goodbye. Oh, God. Yeah, the four words. Battle. Starter. Farewell. And cowboy. Oi. If y'all are interested, we do have a virtual (laughs) podcast. You can... It's not a virtual podcast. A visual. visual. It's a visual podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. Link is in the show notes. I think it's in the show notes. I say this every week and I always forget to link our YouTube. (laughs) I'll make sure to do it this week. I promise. But if you're interested, you could just search for us. But Liz, what do you think with those four words? Okay. Well, I mean, hello, goodbye. It seems as though someone is leaving. Oh, is it Smash? Mm, It's probably Smash. And I'm sad to see him go only because... I have a feeling that we really won't we won't go back to that. I think maybe Gaius will be on the island and I'll be so sad because I love him so much. What's what college was this that wanted him? Well, he has a walk on, so we don't know anything at A and M. A and M. It's Texas A and M University. Okay, so 
he's going to go there. Um, they're all going to be proud of him. They're going to give him a farewell send off because he deserves it. Coach, is, it's going to be a moment with him and coach. He's going to be super proud. Um, I'm not looking forward to that, actually. I think I will be crying. Oh, my God. Does that mean that we're never going to see Corinna again? It's our live show next week, too. So we'll get to uh, You're right. be together to watch whatever happens. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but oh, continue making your predictions. Um, Cowboy. Cowboy. She's laughing at that one. I think that's something silly. I mean, obviously, cowboy, like, they're in Texas. Maybe we're going to, like, really play into, like, Tim Riggins as a cowboy. And something funny is going to go on there. And Lila just calls him, like, oh, you're a cowboy. You're not going to live up to your potential something. I don't know. Not that I'm, I'm not trying to knock down cowboys. I don't mean like that. But I was really hoping because you did so well last week. I'm like, I'm going to that I was going to do in, good this week. <laughs> and she's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so I have the farewell. That's for Smash. The cowboy I'm very lost on. Then we have starter. So Mm -hmm. is QB1 now the starter is going to be JD because unfortunately coach is going to have to listen to them at this point. He is at his wit's end. He is um, at risk of, I guess, losing his job. So he needs to change some things up and maybe not go with his gut. And his, well, I mean, his gut is going to, his gut was going against what he, sh- he wanted to do. And this is what he has to do is put JD in. And I think they will, uh, do very well. Battle leads me back to Matt with his dad. But I also think this is something to do with like a battle between coach and like Joe or a battle between Tammy and coach like they're not seeing eye to eye there also is this the week we get the trial okay she's good she's making me feel like I'm leaning towards the trial yeah so the battle will be between Tammy and the school board and the boosters okay I'm excited for next week I would like to watch it right now (laughs) well I never I never want to stop I never want to stop you know I know this show's so good we say it every week so good last but not least we do have will's football poetry corner stood up when a defender gets stood up they are engaged with an offensive lineman and lose their leverage by standing straight up instead of pushing their momentum towards the qb matt is being pushed by jd and almost stands up to the pressures of the arnett mead game before falling short lila gets stood up on a date by tim who could have seen that one coming Will their relationship withstand her mistrust? Stood up. Beautiful, Will. Always, always beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for your downloads. Thank you for your Apple Podcast reviews. Thank you for your emails and your comments. We truly appreciate it. If you'd like to send us a message or a question for next week's episode, talkintexasforever at gmail.com is where you can send that. If you're interested in becoming one of our Bettys and supporting the show, all the info is in our show notes. You can find all the information there. You can get access to live podcasts. In fact, when you listen to this, this Monday, tonight will be our live podcast for episode four. So that will be super fun. Looking forward to that. And I'm glad we get to watch next week together, Liz, in person. Ooh, you're making me feel excited. But I'm also sad. I'm a little... (laughs) 
I'm sad. Yeah, we mm. shall see. But we will see you next time for episode four. Hello, goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.